Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is from the Holy Gospel, read a few moments ago. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Many ancient cities like Jerusalem built walls around them to keep out the enemies. The Great Wall of China was built up to stop invaders from the north. In more modern times, there was the Berlin Wall. And of course, we all know about a talk of a wall down south somewhere. And then even closer to home, there are walls around construction sites, walls that separate houses. Maybe you've even heard the saying, fences make great neighbors. It doesn't take us long to realize that we need to build walls. We're taught about them right away with pack-and-plays, or playpens, as they used to be called. But when you have a wall, you also have to have a door. And the purpose of a door is not to keep people out, but exactly the opposite, to create an entrance, to create a place where people can pass through when otherwise they may have been totally excluded, shut out. A door, a gate, or some other opening is really good news. It means you have a chance of getting on the other side. And that's exactly how we should hear the words of Jesus in today's gospel lesson, as good news. There is a door, a door to salvation, a door to heaven. And while it may be a narrow door, yet it is not closed. But if there is a door, there must also be a wall. And indeed there is. It is a wall which we have created between God and us. God did not create that wall. The wall of sin which separates all of us from our Heavenly Father. It wasn't there in the beginning. God walked and talked freely with Adam and Eve in, in the garden until they opted for something that they thought would be better. And the wall was built. Satan told them that it wouldn't be a big deal, but it was. A wall of sin, a wall of fear, a wall of shame, a wall of blame, a wall of sadness, a wall of guilt, a wall of death. And in this wall, there was no door, no opening, no crack. No hope, no way out, but no big deal, Satan said. And you know, there are still people today insisting that this wall of sin is no big deal. Some because they choose to live their lives without God, but then there are many who buy into this notion because they think if they were good enough, 
smart enough, emotional, or pious enough that we can overcome this wall by ourselves. It is a barrier, yes, but it is not insurmountable, they say. Each of us, they say, has the ability to overcome this wall. For if we built it, then we must certainly be able to find a way out, over, or under, or something. And so you will often hear the teaching trying you to try harder, to have more positive thoughts, to dig down deep and find some inner strength, to become fired up about God and do whatever it takes. Strive to enter. That is what Jesus said, isn't it? But if you've tried this, then you know the more that you try to get past this wall, the more you just wind up beating your head against this wall. As Jesus says, many will seek to enter and will not be able to. And so while many try hard, our strength and intellectuality eventually fails us. And we get tired and frustrated and want to just give up. We try to have more positive thoughts, but then the sin and the struggles and the realities of this world intrude and fill our minds with all kinds of negatives. We all know what they are. From diseases, to cancer, to addiction, to fear, and to shame of death. We look inside ourselves for our strength and finally find weakness and disappointment and sin. Who's got the time or energy to try? Truth is, it's hard enough just striving to finish another day or a week sometimes when God seems so far away and life seems like a drudgery. And if this is what it takes to enter, then the answer to this person's question that we heard, Lord, will those who are saved be few? The answer must be yes, but the answer is no. There are, in fact, many who will be saved. For Jesus later says, people will come from the east and from the west, from the north and the south, and recline in the kingdom at the table of God. We heard that same thought echoed from the prophet Isaiah this morning. For the good news, as Jesus says, is that there is a door. A door that punched through this wall of sin and death, not from our side, but from heaven by God. By our God who could not tolerate sin but also who could not tolerate being separated from us. And out of this world of suffering and death came life. Out of hopelessness came hope. Out of fear came confidence. This is what God promised to Adam and Eve after they rebelled against his word. That there would be one who would come and overcome this wall. 
bringing heaven to earth and taking us from earth to heaven. And this is what Jesus was teaching as he went through the towns and villages, making his way to Jerusalem, to the cross. That he was the one who broke down the wall. The one through his incarnation brought heaven to earth, and the one through his death to resurrection takes us from earth to heaven. And so Jesus sets his eyes to Jerusalem to do this work, to be the door. The door bringing heaven to earth and taking us from earth to heaven. And both directions are necessary and important. For Jesus is concerned about all of your life. Not just your life here and now, but our life for all eternity. And so he has provided for all. Not just part, and then part is up to you. He has done it all. Jesus comes down and brings life from heaven. He comes now through his holy word proclaimed, through his words of forgiveness, in the washing of baptism, and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. He comes to us in his very body and blood, in with and under bread and wine. He comes to take away those things which rob us of joy and life and to give us his life. So here he gives you forgiveness. He takes the way of the wall of despair. He gives you hope and a future. He takes away the things that rob us of our confidence. He gives faith and takes away doubts that cause us so much worry and anxiety. He gives love and takes away hatred and anger and bitterness and selfishness that build walls between one another. And with these gifts, he gives life the life from heaven that Satan wants to rob from us. Jesus has come to rob the robber of his prey. He is the door that brings life of heaven down to earth. Yet as we live this life, he gives and enables. It is in the knowledge that there is even a greater life waiting for us. For this, he too, is the door. For joined to him and living in him by faith, when this life ends, his death and resurrection is our death and resurrection and the entrance to eternal life. And to pass through this door, you do not need to be the most blessed or the smartest or the most devoted or the person who has the neatest life or to meet any kind of criteria such as this. You need only to be in Jesus. In Jesus, the one who takes you from earth to heaven. And if we try to approach apart from him on our own, on the basis of our merits or achievements, then we will hear the words that were spoken in the gospel. I do not know where you come from. But the door is open for those who come in Jesus and cry out, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. For these God knows. And those who come like this, God knows. For as we live in confession and repentance, through forgiveness and life our Savior gives, He has known us all along. And we who are probably considered last by the criteria of this world, 
will be first in the kingdom of God. And so when Jesus says strive to enter through the narrow door, he is not directing us to ourselves or our own strength and abilities, but to agonize in his word, to stay in him, for he is our life. For the door to heaven is as narrow as the cross, and it is the only door. But it is also as wide as the cross, for the cross is for all. And to all, Jesus now comes to forgive, renew, and strengthen, to give life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one is out. No one is beyond his care. And in this, we have hope for ourselves and for others. You know, sometimes the cares and troubles and anxieties of this life make us forget and we fall in, back into the trap that we have to do this on our own. That we have to find the door. That we have to. That we have to. That we should. I sound tired just saying it. No, Jesus has done it. And so when life crashes down on you again and again, when the cares of this world seem oh so overwhelming, or when sin takes hold of you, we wonder, Lord, will those of us be saved, be few? Will I even be saved? You have a refuge and an answer. I don't know if you've noticed, but we have a new painting as you walk into the entrance of this sanctuary. How awesome is this place, O oh Lord. This is none other than the gate to heaven. And as you enter into this house and fall on your knees, and Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner, notice at the great gate into the Holy of Holies, it is opened for you. Open for all eternity. For he is the one who has come and strove with our sin, Satan, and death, and he won. And he has joined you to himself, and that victory is yours. The door is open. Come and recline at his table. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus, the life everlasting. Amen.